Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. What an honor is mine to open the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of of God. I don't stutter. I don't hesitate. I don't even uh, take a second thought about telling you we have the Word of God. Aren't you glad we have a Bible? Thank God for our Bible, a guide to survival. It leads us through this pilgrim land, and one day we'll get to see Jesus face to face, and we might get to hear well done. You say, how are you going to hear well done? By doing well, living according to the Word of God, following the will of God for your life. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Wherever you are in the world, let me tell you this, Jesus loves you. God knows all about you. He died for your sins on the cross of Calvary. If you're not saved, you got to get saved right this very minute. There's a hell to shun, but thank God there's a heaven to gain. The cross, Jesus died there, shed his blood for you, was buried, but he rose again the third day. Jesus, the Son of God, dying for the sins of the world. Well, before we get into 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 today, let me uh, invite you to visit Help for Today. Helpfortoday.com. Org. Go to that website sometime and visit helpfortoday.org. This is a free resource put together by the faculty of our Bible college and the staff of the church here, uh, the North Valley Baptist Church. We take the time and put together articles, helps, bus flyers, other ministry materials, and we've compiled it all on this great website, helpfortoday.org. You just go to the website. You have a topic in mind, a need in your life maybe. You type it in the search bar, and it'll come up, every article, everything that pertains to what you typed in. It's all right there in one spot. You can't beat that. But I tell you what's better than that. You can go to helpfortoday.org, and when you go, a pop-up box will appear. What you do is you type your email address in and hit the subscribe button. Now, don't let that make you nervous. It doesn't cost a thing. It never will. It's free. But you hit subscribe, and what this does is it puts you on our daily email list. We'll send out an article every day right to your inbox. I personally use these articles as devotionals. I get up in the morning and I'll make my coffee, get my Bible, and study. I'll read the Bible and the reading I have for that day. When I'm done, I check my phone. And there my emails on my phone is going to be an email from Help for Today. It's always there. I then take that email, open it up, get the article, and read that and use it as a devotional or as an additive to my Bible reading time. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. There's always something in every article that meets a need I have in my life. And if it's not a need in the moment, it's a need down the road. And I can deposit that truth into the, uh, the, 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 the uh, savings of my life, if you will, and I can withdraw it whenever I need it. Same thing's true for you. I want you to visit helpfortoday.org and subscribe, and you'll be happy that you did. Now, we've been studying in the book of 1 Thessalonians, just going uh, verses by, by verses, if you will. Not super deep, just practical application, explaining what the verse says, and then applying it to us as where we live right now. Billy Sunday used to say, keep the cookies on the bottom shelf so the kids can get to it. B.R. Lakin said it like this, keep the fodder in the bottom rack so the calves can reach it. And I like that. Hey, I'm not preaching to hit heads. I want to preach to hit hearts. And if you go to church and hear a thousand statistics and a million deep things that you don't know what to do with, it hadn't done you much good. But I tell you, keep it down there. Every... <laughs> 
I like what is it? You're something ought to be like a barbed wire fence. There ought to be some ought to be some bite to it. There ought to be there ought to be some sticking points there. And I want you to leave with some pegs you can hang your hat on. And I want to try to give you some truth today that you can apply to your life. Here we go. First Thessalonians chapter number two, and we read verse number nine through verse eleven last broadcast. I'll begin there and we'll go further. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring night and day, because we would not be chargeable to unto any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. Ye our witnesses, and God also, how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know, how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doth his children. And we talked about those character traits of a Christian, a preacher, somebody who has charge over others. You ought to be a worker, labor and travail. You ought to be holy and just and unblameable. And you ought to be loving people with compassion like a father doth his children. And here's why Paul labored. Here's why he walked right. Here's why he served. In verse 12, that you would walk worthy of God. He had aspirations for the Thessalonians. He wanted to see them succeed spiritually. He wanted to see them grow in grace so that they could live a life pleasing to the Lord. And he said, who hath called you into his kingdom and glory? For this cause, this cause, that you walk worthy. For this cause, verse 13, also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. By the way, that's what makes the difference. The Bible says elsewhere that the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And I tell you what makes the difference. You've got to look at this book. You can't logic your way through the Word of God. You've got to faith your way through the Word of God. Now, you can you can put it to the test. You can put it under the microscope of criticism and under the microscope of scrutiny, and you'll never find a flaw within it because it's a perfect book. But it's a living book. It's the Word of God, and it's faith right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You read this Bible and you let your faith kick in. And I tell you, receive it that way. It'll do wonders in your life. That's why the agnostic, the atheist, the critic, the humanist might read this book and think it's fanciful, think it's a fairy tale. And you and I read this book and say, boy, that book is fact. That book is powerful. That book is fruitful. Why? We have faith in the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. It's amazing. When you have faith in the gospel, you get saved, you read your Bible, how that Bible does a work in your life. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I can't see you anyhow, but I'm raising mine right now, and I'll, say, I'll, I'll testify and say this, this Bible changed my life. It works in me. It's effective in me. I've been to a lot of meetings, a lot of places where people testified, and uh, they'll stand up and testify and say this or that and the other, but I've never heard anybody stand up and say, I want to thank God for Good Housekeeping Magazine, if that's even around now. Good Housekeeping Magazine, they'll say, changed my life. I want to thank God for it. Never heard that. I've never had anybody stand up and say, I want to thank God for Webster's Dictionary. Boy, I was reading through there the other day, and I tell you, it just met the need I had in my heart at the moment. I mean, I thought I was going down to rise no more, and all of a sudden I got help and hope from Webster's Dictionary. Now, you might find the definition of help and hope, but you're not going to get it there, and I've never heard that. I've never had a good old boy stand up and say, I want to thank God for Field and Stream Magazine. Thank God I was reading an article in hang, on Hanging Tree Stands the other day, and I tell you, it did something for me. I tell you what it'll do for you. It's going to hurt your bank account and make your wife mad at you. But anyway, I've never had anybody stand up and say, that book changed my life. That magazine changed my life. Reader's Digest. No. But over and over again, folks testify and say, the Word of God 
changed my life. The Word of God put our marriage back together. The Word of God lifted me out of a horrible pit. The Word of God gave me light in a dark place. The Word of God gave me comfort in uncertainty. The Word of God was a steady anchor in times of storm over and over and over again. Why? Because this book isn't like those books. No, this is not the book of man. This is the book of God. It doesn't contain just simply some of the words of God or some of the thoughts of God. It is the very Word of God, and it's effective, it's powerful, it's active, it's a living book. Verse 14, For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men. So these Thessalonians are not just believing the gospel and taking it easy. It wasn't popular. It wasn't the thing to do. But because of their stand in the faith, the Bible says that they suffered. They suffered like Paul suffered. They suffered like other Christians suffered. Why? Because there were those that didn't want Christianity. They didn't want those to preach the name of Jesus. Can I say, it's never been popular to be a Christian. In fact, if the world applauds your so-called Christianity, you're doing it wrong. That's exactly right. If you Listen, if you're getting invitations to every uh, PTA meeting, every Rotary Club, every uh, Moose Lodge, Hoot Owls, and everything else in the town, can I say your Christianity is wrong? The world should not applaud your stand for Christ. No. Why? Because the world hates Christ. And the Bible says, don't marvel if the world hates you. It hated Christ first, and that's the truth of the matter. And the Thessalonians felt the uh, heat of persecution. They knew what it was, what they stood. Thank God for it. They stood when it wasn't culturally acceptable. They stood when it wasn't popular. They stood in spite of it not being trendy. But they stood. Why? Because the Word of God had worked in them so effectually that they wanted to stand. They loved the Lord. They were saved, not going to hell, born again, a mansion on streets of gold. And so they suffered, and they suffered gladly for the cause of Christ. Christ. We need that in our generation, don't we? Some Christians that don't quit on God because somebody gave them a mean face on their uh, Facebook post instead of a smiley face. Oh, my goodness. I'm praying God will give us that resolve to stand. Well, our time has been exhausted today. I wanted to get further, but but here we are. Uh, we'll continue next broadcast, and we'll finish out chapter number two, so you want to tune back in for that. And until then, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.